Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Hello, it's uh, the Brum Radio Comedy Show. Hooray! With me, James Cook. Hello, everyone. Uh, It's the difficult sixth show, but it's finally not January anymore, and that can only be a good thing as we plunge headfirst into February. It seems that everyone and anyone is in Birmingham in the next seven days doing their comedy thing, so we're going to be talking all about that. Also, it's that time of the month where uh, lots of comedians in Birmingham start fretting about new jokes that they may or may not have written yet, because it is Rough Works at the Glee Club this Sunday, so we're going to be talking to the uh, the Empress of Rough Works, Joe Enright is going to be on the show talking about the ethos behind Roughworks and what it is and why you should go and see it. Uh, also going to be talking to Craig Dealey, one of the acts who's going to be appearing there. He's going to be talking about how he turns his uh, award-winning Twitter feed into comedy gold. Uh, all that and uh, the learner parent, Sam Avery. He's got a show all about toddlers and it's coming to the old rep. We're going to be chatting to him as well. All that and the comedy news too. On the Brum Radio Comedy Show today, Thursday, 6th of February, 2020. It's the Brum Radio Comedy Show with me, James Cook, talking about all the good comedy things that are happening in and around Birmingham uh, in the next seven days, bigging up the local comedy scene. Yeah, and it's it's gone massive. January was fairly quiet, it has to be said, for gigs uh, in and around Birmingham. But February, it is all kicking off. Uh, we shall start our roundup with tonight, Thursday. So if you're listening live, you're getting the most benefit out of this. Uh, of course, you can listen again to the show by going to the Brum Radio website, brumradio.com, or by checking out the podcast too. Uh, but in town tonight, not only are the usual suspects uh, going on in the, the comedy chorus, carousel at the Glee Club, hosted by Brum Radio's very own Andy Robinson, that's happening. Uh, the um, famous... Uh, open mic night at the Bush in Cradley Heath. That's still happening. Also, the free improv show at uh, the Patrick Kavanagh Fat Penguin Improv. That's happening too. But here's what else is going on. We've got some big names in town. That's right. Tonight and tomorrow night at the uh, Hippodrome, uh, Rob Beckett is in town. I'm Rob, and I've got massive teeth. Um, <laughs> fully aware of that, so you don't need to tell me. Um, People think I haven't realised yet and let me know. They go, Cool, you've got massive teeth, ain't ya? I go, Have I? Didn't realise, mate. My <laughs> dentist drives a muck. Um. So that's happening at the Hippodrome. And then in one of the other major Birmingham theatres over at the, uh, the Alex tonight is uh, Kojo. Why do untidy people love to have people over? <laughs> to a dinner party I walked in I was like wow is this how they live it was so bad I took off my shoes when I left I wanted to keep London tidy Yes, he was a golden buzzer uh, comedian on uh, Britain's Got Talent last year. Britain's Got Talent never used to be a thing with comedians. And then a few years ago, uh, Deliso Chaponda, who we're going to be mentioning a little bit later on, uh, he went on it and came fourth or something in the thing and started being able to tour. And then after that, all the comedians went, oh, hello, if I've got a thing, I can go on there. And then, you know, we had the year that Lost Voice, Lost Voice Guy won and... Um, 
Robert White came second, and then uh, Kojo was on uh, last year as well. And uh, I believe they're doing the uh, they're filming it right now. I don't know who's on it this year. It's always exciting to find out. You hear little snippets of yeah, I, I went and filmed a, um, a Britain's Got Talent. Not everyone who films it gets on the show though. That's exciting as well. I could tell you some stories about that. In fact, what I should do is I should get in touch with those acts and get them on. And we'll, yeah, we should do a whole Britain's Got Talent special, I think. Yeah, the, the inside hidden story, the things they don't want you to know. Yeah, in your face, cow. We'll be doing all of that. Uh, so those guys are on. Uh, as well as that, uh, there are some uh, new material nights. There is the Off the Rails comedy night uh, tonight at the station in Kings Heath, uh, which is run by friends of the show The Good Kids and Eric Rushton who are, of course, going to be in the Leicester uh, Comedy Festival Comedian of the Year final very soon. Uh, I I should express an interest. I'm performing at that with some material that has not yet been written because I'm doing this. I've been doing this show, been putting this show together. That's my excuse for not doing any actual work. Uh, And also, there is a new material night going on over at the Thousand Trades in the Jewellery Quarter. Hello, it's Michael Bell from the Kamikaze Club. I felt a bit like a pop star there. You know, back in the day, it was like, hi, we're S Club 7. Anyway, uh, we run nights at a thousand trades in the jewellery quarter. And we've got one up this Thursday, the 6th of Feb. Uh, It's going to start around half past eight and it'll finish around half ten. It's completely free entry um, and we've got an amazing lineup. So it'd be great to see somebody down there. We've got uh, Josh Pugh, uh, Danny Clives, Shamza Man. We've got Magic from Damon Collin. And uh, we've got a couple of newcomers who are fantastic, uh, Emily Cartwright and Abby Hale. Uh, like I say, completely free entry. It's at 1,000 Trades, and it'd be fantastic to see somebody down there. Um, if you have any questions, please contact me. It's Michael, and you can go on facebook.com slash the Kamikaze Club. Hopefully see you there this Thursday. Thank you. There, Michael from the Kamikaze Club there, bigging up his night at 1,000 Trades tonight. Um, so there's something for everyone happening in Birmingham tonight. So if you're listening to this and you fancy a night out, uh, whether it's to go and see one of the, the big shows at the big theatres or go and see one of the uh, up-and-coming uh, comedy nights as well, there's plenty for you. Uh, we're going to be talking new material with Joe Enright, the queen of rough works, next on the Brum Radio Comedy Show. Brum Radio Comedy Show with me, James Cook. Uh, that was a cover version of All Right Now, obviously, uh, by Leah Roberts. I've always wondered with that song, is it that uh, things are all right now or is everything happening or is it all right now? I've never... It could be either. That, I mean, in many ways, that's the uh, the great thing about the song. Anyway, enough of that. We're here to big up the Birmingham comedy scene and the things that go on within it. And one of the big events every month here in Birmingham for us comics is Rough Works at the Glee Club. This is a new material night. It was uh, one of the first what major ones to uh, to start here in Birmingham. And it was all started by Joe Enright. I spoke to Joe uh, yesterday. Hello. Hello. I'm sitting on a child's bed. <laughs> in the dark. Are just you? thought I'd set. The child isn't in the bed. Yeah, we should clarify that this interview is being recorded the night before broadcast. Yes. <laughs> and that's why you haven't sought out a dark room. That's right. It's not that you've got a studio with a child's <laughs> bed and you're leaving me in the dark. <laughs> no. I mean, that would be a brilliant idea for a, like yeah, a radio like show. Yeah. I think I like it. Really unsettle the guests. <laughs> and then you'd get to the, the crux of the matter. So... 
it's uh, Roughworks this weekend. It is on Sunday. Uh, Roughworks is very much uh, your baby. It is. Um, it tell is my baby. Tell us a little bit about what it is. So Roughworks is a new material night for, originally I started it for established, very experienced acts to create a space for them that was a non-pressured, non-judgmental, hopefully, environment where they could just mess about with ideas, not be perfect and not feel that they were risking losing work if things didn't work. And I wanted to create an atmosphere that was kind of intelligent and safe and a lot of silliness at the same time. So, And then gradually I brought in more acts that were far less experienced just to mix it up a bit and also to give people a chance to have stage time. So Roughworks is a mix of established acts and very, very new acts. Some people, they haven't been on stage 10 times before, you know, this might be their fifth time on stage. So it's a real mix of experience and a mix of styles. We're morphing into, hopefully, kind of sketches and characters and bits of people's comedic writing. I want to kind of shift more into it being a kind of experimental evening of kind of comedic writing. Because there are quite a few new material nights around Birmingham now. There are, now there are. I started this nine years ago. So since then, some more have sprung up, more than I probably know, to be honest. Um, They're all over the place. Um, Yeah, are there there lots now, James? Yeah. Is the keenness on your part to go into the more sort of writing side Mm. of it, Mm. to be a forum for that, is that a way to sort of differentiate Roughworks as as an event it wasn't initially because i wasn't even aware that there was as many new material nights and i think there's room there's room for lots of new material nights it's more that i think i wanted to move away from it being a regular comedy night with a regular format and just bring in and also create a space where people can try characters which i think there's there's very there's very few places like that but also i like the idea of people trying bits of sitcom you know it being a really eclectic mix of things really that are anything related to comedic and also you know mix it up so some people could do bits of serious stuff in with comedic stuff but it's going to take time to get to that we're still at the stage where it's it's mainly stand up but i would like to mix it up a lot more and it's also because i'd like to try some different things out yeah i'd like perform at Roughworks often Jo? Occasionally, occasionally. With, with having a little child, it's been difficult to find time to write. I've, I'm always writing, but to get the material where I want it to be takes more time than I've had. But now my little one is getting bigger. You I'm can finding make them, them write for you. They write. I send them to work. <laughs> and I stay in bed and they feed me. So it's working out quite well. Oh, good. So it's been nine years of rough works. Yeah, I can't the, believe that. What, do any uh, performances that people have given sort of stand out in your mind? You know, there are things that I'm really pleased about. Like a couple of people have said to me that Roughworks has really helped them build up an Edinburgh show. Steve Day, in particular, was saying to me that it really helped him build up a body of sort of five minute slots that built into an hour and I was really pleased that he felt like that had contributed and uh, Jack Kerwin also has sort of said that it's really helped him develop his character yeah we should clarify that's uh, Gary Poundland yeah and yeah, so he's... so Jack's done a lot of work at Roughworks over the years I remember Josh Pugh doing um a really interesting like a sketch really where he, he sort of sat down on a chair and 
pretended he was in inside a lorry. I don't know if you were there that night, James. I think I was. I and remember then, um, that, yeah. And there were two chairs and he kept jumping from one chair to the other. And when he jumped to the chair, he was the lorry driver. And when he jumped back, he was himself. And he just did that conversation between him and a lorry driver. And I thought it was absolutely fantastic. It's things like that for me that break the traditional thing of stand-up that I find really exciting because you can't do that in a regular comedy club. People haven't got the patience for that sort of thing. But I'm really pleased when it just, you know, I run it because I really, I love stand-up and I also wanted to create a space for myself. I didn't know at the time that I set it up that I would end up being a mother and not having that much time to write. But that's okay because it will come back. I, I will get into it, I think, as my little one gets bigger, which she's getting more independent now. So I'm able to go out further afield and, and I also have more time to write so there's been lots of moments I just enjoy people going oh, I'm really glad that worked and that, that was the first time I did that and I, yeah. I enjoy watching that process. You mentioned about giving um, opportunity for newer acts as well mm, mm. Uh, are there any new up and coming acts you've seen recently? Um, that have, last uh, month I had Lavelle Smith on and the, I saw Lavelle I think it was August of last year and I thought he had a very natural kind of charm and warmth on stage. He was on Roughworks last month for the first time and I I put him on first and we didn't have a compare because I was experimenting, which I am experimenting, just removing the compare so that we have more of a workshop feel. It's kind of just an experiment. We've got compare this month. Some months I'll do compare, some months not, but Lavelle, when on cold which when I kind of thought about the show afterwards I thought that was actually for somebody who's not as experienced as say you or or me that's actually a real challenge but it was really good to put Lavelle on and I'd like to put him on later on in the bill because I think it's harder earlier on isn't it especially if there isn't a compare and love Dev who isn't that new an act now but was fairly new when I met him at Love Dev Barpegas played rough works a lot i think love dev is somebody that i've enjoyed watching his act just grow and grow and his confidence just grow and grow because i think he's extremely charming as well on stage and naturally charming likable kind of persona without trying we were talking about him on the show last week and about yeah. how you just he's he looks like he's having such a lovely time yeah and i think it, yeah, he's really it. enjoyable to watch isn't he yeah not that you have to have that style to be enjoyable words we know there's multitude of styles but yeah. speaking as a grumpy sod i agree <laughs> There's so many styles we know. <laughs> it's interesting what you said about, uh, I didn't realise that uh, last month you didn't have a compare. Yeah, and how I did, deliberately how, didn't. Was that the first time you've done that? Yeah, and I deliberately wanted to smash the kind of live at the Apollo thing that, you know, clubs <laughs> yeah. attempt to imitate. I was like, this is not live at the Apollo. This is not a regular gig. This is more of a workshop. You're, you're watching people in a way rehearse material. And I explained that to the audience because I think audiences are conditioned into this kind of club uh, formula. And I was kind of reacting against that and going, you know, the people you're going to see will be doing this material over and over in different clubs because I don't think audiences know that. And I said to them, you know, Jerry Seinfeld would do certain bits of his material 200 times before it would go on to become, you know, a little bit in a television set. So I was explaining the psychology behind it, really. And I thought, I want to smash this idea that everything's got to be slick, 
perfect, that you can't trip up, you can't fail, that you can't have notes. You know, it was just an experiment, but I want to do that more. And this month, I'm going to go on and introduce it again, do a shorter version and bring on Paul and Andrew Nightingale or MC as a double act. But they're just, in a way, learning how to MC. They're fine. Well, I don't know if they're learning. They're probably further along than that. But they're certainly at the beginning stages of developing their double act MC. So in a way, they're kind of part of the process of experimenting as well. And they have the cheeky blinders, aren't they? That's what they yeah. call themselves. And they're yeah. going to be comparing the uh, rough They're going to compare week. this this week, yeah. Who's coming up this week? Gosh, so we've got Hannah Sylvester, who's a regular, who I love. We've got Craig Dealey, who's a regular, who I love. There's yourself, who I love. Oh, There's you. Cheeky Blinders, obviously, MCing. There's a guy who's called Philip, and then a surname, which I feel awful about, I can't pronounce. Possibly <laughs> Polish. There's Celia AB. There's Christopher John Hall, who took a break, was doing rough works fairly regularly. He's a Birmingham Jamaican. He does a lot of stuff about growing up in a Jamaican household. There's a lady called Jules O'Brien, who I booked because somebody said, book Jules, she's great, who I've not seen, which is also interesting because sometimes I book people I've not seen, but other people say they're great. So it's kind of quite interesting for me then to have a look and go, because I am quite careful about who I put on. And a lot of people want to play it, but I sometimes I just need to be very i want to be present when there's new people there and i can't always be but i try to be because i'm trying to kind of do a different thing to say a regular glee club on a saturday night i'm trying to do something less aggressive give people a space to they don't have to do the lowest common denominator they can do you know an idea that takes time to explain the audience can go on a bit of a journey with do you know what i mean yeah a sort of narrative storytelling there's space for that it's not just a jump to the gag as quick as you can otherwise the audience will get bored it's like no let's kind of help this change the culture of the, this is not saturday night at the glee this is we're testing out these ideas bear with us sort of thing well i absolutely love it joe and uh, good i big it up to everyone thank you i enjoy it i mean I, I keep doing it because i enjoy it i don't get paid none of the acts get paid we do sometimes get pizza we get pizza and sometimes <laughs> we get crisps yeah i don't know and if they're tax deductible crisps or <laughs> No, I don't know. Either. We have to declare digestive the crisps. biscuits. We had like, like last month. We have digestive biscuits. I remember that there was um, sometimes people who've been on the telly are on. They are, and uh, I told the audience that last month. What happens then is that uh, I've noticed the food available in the green room. The Goes standard, right up. yeah, it standard increases somewhat. Sun dried tomatoes. Yes, and cakes and all all sorts of That's things. That's right. Uh, anyway, typical comedians talking about the bloody food. Anyway, thank you so much, Joe, uh, for talking. You're to welcome, us. James. You're really and, welcome. And uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for putting on rough works and may it uh, continue to be the success that it is. Absolutely. Hello, Joe. The Brum Radio Comedy Show with me, James Cook, and uh, before them, we were talking to Joe Enright, one of the Birmingham comedy scene's uh, local heroes uh, for, uh, well, for lots of things, but uh, in this instance, for running Roughworks, the new material night 
at the Glee Club. Uh, someone she mentioned who is appearing there is Craig Dealey. Now, if you don't follow Craig on Twitter, you're one of the like six people in the planet who don't. Uh, you really should. He's uh, it's a fantastic Twitter feed. If you want a belly laugh three or four times a day, uh, get on that. His Twitter handle is at Craigito, which is spelled Craig and then U I T O. Like you know, he's. Um, He's uh, Iberianized it, I suppose, uh, at Craig Ito. Uh, he's uh, well known for doing his uh, funny tweets. He's also a brilliant stand-up. He's going to be at Roughworks on Sunday night. And uh, I spoke to him the other day. How are you, Craig? I'm very well. Are you looking forward to Roughworks at the weekend? Yes, it's always a treat. It's always different. <laughs> sometimes it's amazing. Sometimes it's challenging. But generally, it's very enjoyable because you're a rough work stalwart aren't you a rough work stalker yes I not am. stalker stalwart yeah I you could be a stalker if you so, want yeah, i was there when it first started and so it's about six years ago now yeah still trying out the same new jokes <laughs> are they the same jokes as six years ago pretty much yeah it's like words in a bit so it counts as new yeah this time it'll be funny we'll see okay so when you know you've got a rough works uh, gig coming up yeah What's what do you do? What's your how do you approach it? I start trying to think of some new jokes, but what I also do is look over my notes of stuff I posted on Twitter. I look at how many got retweets and lots of likes, and if that happens, I make a note of them on my phone. So I'll transcribe my notes into a little pad. So I'll go over my pad, or I'll go over my notes on my phone, and I'll try and incorporate them into some sort of a, a little set. And I'll also try and write some new jokes like brand new from scratch as well how many likes and retweets is enough for you to Uh, take it from your twitter feed i would say even if a couple of people like it so let's say up to about 10 people i'll still give it a go because enough people have you know 10 people liking something i think it's quite nice i think it deserves an outing yeah same with the retweets if you know even if it's a couple of retweets i'll give it a go if it's a lot of people retweet it i'll definitely give it a go but I'll, i'll pretty much try anything that gets a few likes and uh, and retweets i might look at the wording of it and wonder why you know why didn't that go viral that'll be it i worded it in not a funny way i'll always sort of re-edit myself is there much of a crossover between the jokes that work on twitter and the jokes that work on stage some jokes are for twitter only i've i've found to my cost on paper some jokes work really well they get loads of retweets and then you say them out loud and even as you say it, you think oh this is not going to work is it and, and it's true it doesn't because sometimes it just looks better on paper yeah okay. so certain wordplay obviously is for written format only but there's certain wordplay i've noticed that looks better on paper than it does saying it out loud it's better when people say it to themselves in their head have you got an example oh god yeah i did a joke about how my grand's dog once attacked the postman and she ran out into the front garden to help him but the postman was too strong and he got away um that just works better on paper that got quite a lot of retweets but i've done it a couple of times out loud and pretty much the reaction you're giving me now <laughs> so the nun was helping the dog yeah yeah <laughs> Because I know you love it when people explain your jokes back to you, don't you? It's what I live for, mainly. (laughs) It's when I live my best life. I suppose that's the thing that happens on Twitter and not so much at uh, gigs and things, isn't it? It does happen a lot on Twitter, yeah. Not so much at gigs, sometimes at gigs, but they like to show their appreciation by letting you know, that's a joke, isn't it? That's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why I know it's a joke. This is why I laughed at it. This is why 
it's funny and you should keep doing it. Did you know it was a joke? <laughs> this thing you said, did you realise it was funny? <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, this might be a joke here. Hey, you oh, could make this into a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you mean my joke? <laughs> So with Roughworks coming up this weekend, yes. where are you now in putting... How long have you got to do? Um, it's up to 10 minutes. I've got my uh, little index cards that I use because it's one of those gigs where you're allowed to read your notes. So I did a, a new material gig. I did one on Monday, and I tried some brand-new stuff mixed in with newer stuff. So I'll adapt that. And the stuff that didn't really work, I'll, I'll take out, I think, because it's stuff that I've tried several times and it's not happening so I might take it out and work, rework it but yes luckily I've done a gig in the last few days that was new material not, so I've got the, the, the bare bones of it there which is good so you've done some preparation for the new material yes, night by doing yeah, yeah. A, another new material night a pre yeah. rough works a practice yeah. for rough works yeah yeah so the one that Monday was like new material light and then uh it's it's like a wedding rehearsal, isn't it? Mm. You know, you know, need to know where to sit and which way to hold your <laughs> knife and fork. And then uh, this Sunday, I'm going to go for it with the actual actual new material. With the actual new material night, which yeah. should be preparation for like proper gigs. It should be. It's amazing, isn't it? There's so many new material nights in Birmingham. There's loads. Yep, there are loads, which is good. It's good because when I first started, there were a few, and I never used to. I was scared of doing them because I know you've got to get your jokes out there. But I preferred to rely on Twitter and the voice in my head. You'd think there'd be more new material around. You would really, <laughs> seeing as there are so many. The nights. demand would be met, wouldn't, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to <laughs> to fulfil the demand for new material nights. One thing I'm really interested in is uh, when uh, comedians like write a set list before they go on. Yeah, they'll often use like little one or two word headings. Yeah, for a bit. Can you give us yeah. some of the headings for what's coming up on Sunday night? What have you got okay. on your um, card? Uh, one of them is week as in the week seven days okay because even though it's not all about what i've been doing over the week it's my kind of other section that i put things in that don't fit into other categories my week section is where i shove the stuff that doesn't really fit it anywhere else that's w-e-e-k um, w-e-e-k yes yeah. and then right. when you've heard it you realize it should have been w-e-a <laughs> so that's week um, brackets miscellaneous exactly yeah i've also got dating that's another one yeah. Uh, uh, gay. <laughs> Just to remind myself, <laughs> in case I forget what's going on. Um, so is that just in case a woman comes up to you after the gig and sort of propositions you? Yeah, you I mean, look it's, not at the so card. Much, it's not so much a new material section, it's more a sign I wear around my neck. Yeah. And family, probably. I think that's another one. All right, so these are quite broad topics. Broad topics, yeah. But uh, the good thing about broad topics is there is quite a lot of material in there that you can you can mine to try and get something out of. Or if you think of a joke just randomly, you think, oh, what topic can that go in? And usually I've got a set number of topics that often they'll fit into one of the topics. If not, stick it in the week section. And does that help you remember them as well? It does. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because I'm old. <laughs> I don't really have a... I don't have a long-term memory. I don't have a short-term. I don't have a memory, really, so... I need all the help I can get to know what section comes next. I've got a little picture in my head of the topics, and I know the order they come in by keyword, by topic heading. I need that to help with the flow of the actual jokes. And what else have you got coming up in the pipeline, Craig? Last night I was in Sheffield, and uh, yeah, what a triumph that was. And tonight I'm in London. I'm trying out some new material at Backyard Comedy Club. Then uh, in the next few weeks I've got a couple of... I'm doing some tour support for Paul Sinha 
off the chase. So I'm doing a few more gigs with him. Hopefully he's going to be on the show next Thursday. Hooray. So I'll be asking him all about you, mainly. Mainly make it about me. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> it's what he would, what he would want. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to look for places to do my little... I've got a one-hour show that I tried uh, in um, October at Birmingham Comedy Festival. And I'm doing it at Coventry in May. I'm trying to find little other festivals that aren't Edinburgh to give it another airing. And what's that show called? It's called Literally the Joke. Craig Dealey, have fun on uh, Rough Works at the weekend. Thank you, James. I hope 75% of your jokes work. I hope that many do. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. They all laughed at Christopher Columbus. It's the Brum Radio Comedy Show. I'm James Cook. We spoke to Craig Dealey. He's going to be on at Roughworks on Sunday at the Glee Club, as am I. We'll be trying new stuff out. Come along and see us. It's always a good laugh. But there are plenty of other shows going on in around Birmingham uh, this week. As I've mentioned, we've mentioned a couple of big names already. There are more big names to be seen uh, on Friday night at... Oh, we should mention... Um, the uh, Night at Cherry Reds on John Bright Street that's run by Tom Ham. Uh, it's got um, Josh Pugh and Olga Koch, and that's a terrific lineup. And it's it's sold out, guys. That that club is doing so incredibly well. Uh, do check it out if you can get tickets for a future show. On Saturday, as well as the regular show at the Glee Club, which uh, this week uh, features, amongst others, Phil Nickel, former Edinburgh Comedy Award winner. They have a tour show from the very funny Fern Brady. This is so much nicer than most gigs uh, ever do. I mean, in Scotland, it's still illegal for women to do this job. So <laughs> when I started comedy, I used to walk on stage on a Friday night. It would be all stag parties. And I would say people would work out I was a woman very early on. <laughs> And I could see the disappointment in their faces. I would walk on stage and all the guys would just fold their arms, devastated, as if to go, why is the stripper talking? Harriet Dyer brings her dinosaur dinosaur show uh, to Mac. We spoke to uh, Harriet on the show a couple of weeks ago. You can check out that interview and all our uh, back catalogue at the Brum Radio website, brumradio.com. And over at the Art Tricks in Bromsgrove, uh, one of my favourites is uh, performing Count Arthur Strong. This young lad in our platoon, who I'll call Johnny, to protect his identity. Johnny used to play all the ladies' bits. Parts, women's parts, men parts for women, roles, women's roles. And very convincing he was too. In fact, I remember saying to him on more than several occasions, you carry on like this young man and we'll be seeing the name Richard Briars up in... Oh, sorry, Johnny Briars, I said. Ah, Count Arthur Strong on Saturday night on Sunday as well as Roughworks if you want to head over to Mac there is more comedy on there uh, with uh, the fantastic uh, Jade Adams normally what I do when I come to my gigs is I sort of look at the local area I'll pick some famous people have a chat with the audience to sort of make the locals relate to me but I did this in Grantham I know (laughs) don't be jealous of my fabulous lifestyle madam (laughs) I did a gig there and I looked on Wikipedia and I found out there are local famous people number one Sir Isaac Newton. Now you're impressed, but I'm not, because that is the reason why I can't jump. (laughs) 
Meanwhile, the old rep start a whole bunch of shows this week on Sunday night with Phil Wang. So I sought out a Chinese barber. You know, I picked up my phone. I typed in uh, Chinese barber London. And a bunch of results came up for Chinese Barber London. And one result was for a place called uh, Bizarre, right? Bizarre. And I was reading the reviews for Bizarre. And one review said, it's a good barber. It's Japanese, though. So be careful. You could come out with a wacky do. <laughs> oh, a uh, wacky do is Japanese for bad hacker. <laughs> On Monday, we have a visiting comedian from the United States of America. An American, how exciting. Uh, at the Glee Club, Dimitri Martin brings his latest tour show. I was having lunch with my friend. And I said, hey, what's your middle name? He said, I have two middle names. I said, then you have no middle names. <laughs> you have a space. <laughs> yeah. I wish they would just call the news what's wrong. <laughs> Hi, it's six o'clock. Here's what's wrong. <laughs> yeah. And on Tuesday night at the Old Rep, uh, the uh, aforementioned BGT finalist, Deliso Chaponda. I haven't always been a comedian. I did some weird jobs. I used to clean houses, and I'll admit I was tempted to steal. <laughs> I didn't steal because the Bible says thou shalt not steal, but nowhere does it say thou shalt not swap. <laughs> I took a stereo, left a Walkman. <laughs> took a plasma screen, left an Etch-a-Sketch. The Useful Idiot Nights also running the regular new material, new act nights at the uh, Loki Wines in Edgbaston and the Good Intent in town. They run Monday and Tuesday, as per usual. On uh, Wednesday, uh, Sam Avery, the learner parent famous for his blog and social media presence, brings his new show, Toddlergeddon, to the Old Rep Theatre. We're going to be talking to Sam very soon. This is the Brum Radio Comedy Show. Brum Radio Comedy Show with me, James Cook, rounding up some of the comedy events happening in and around Birmingham in the next uh, seven days. Next Wednesday, looking ahead to then, uh, the Fat Penguin Night at Patrick Kavanagh. That's on again. It's such a great club, that run by uh, Jay Handley, friend of the show, and uh, done with real uh, love for comedy and uh, a desire to, to bring it to a, a bigger audience. It is free to get in, not necessarily free to leave. And uh, this week it features uh, Nathan Caton, uh, Junior Booker, and Jenny B-Side, as well as Jay uh, himself. Always worth popping along to have a look. That's at the Patrick Kavanagh Bar in uh, Woodbridge Road in Moseley. Meanwhile, at the Old Rep, who have a whole bunch of uh, comedy shows going on in the next week... Uh, on Wednesday and Thursday night of next week, uh, Sam Avery is there bringing his show Todd Lageddon. Now, you may not have heard of Sam, but if you've had kids uh, in the last uh, four or five years, you definitely will have seen his blog, The Learner Parent. It's been all over social media. It's been uh, winning awards and uh, garnering him lots and lots of followers. So his show Todd Lageddon is all about his kids. I spoke to him the other day and I said, how are you, Sam? Thanks, how are you? I'm all right. Good. Uh, you're in Birmingham next week. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> Why not? I do. I'm there for two nights, which I'm very excited about. 
and I'm doing my it's my new tour, Toddler Geddon. So I did I did the old rep last year, and it was that was the first tour I've ever done, and uh, so now I'm back for round two. So I've written a new show. I've only done it twice so far, so I think it's dead funny. I think it's funnier than the last one, but I still can't remember it. <laughs> so hopefully by next week I'll you probably can't notice if you're an audience member but I know you, you and other comics would see me and think he's forgotten where he's up to because I'm just going and the thing is about blah 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 and I'm just <laughs> talking around nothing before I get to the next point but it's been fun so far you can always tell because uh, comedians say things like what else can I tell you <laughs> yeah and that's yeah. just that's just oh he's forgotten a bit we're yeah, letting what? light in upon magic here Sam a little bit oh yeah I, know. I just like to keep saying the name of the subject the title of the subject that I'm talking about oh toddlers toddlers <laughs> oh toddlers <laughs> but there is more to your show presumably than you just saying the word toddlers for an hour and a half there is, there is yeah that is okay. the, the, there's a 20 minute intro where that is all I do it's very experimental <laughs> um and it's it's been mixed results so far, ranging from bad to violence. <laughs> but yeah, it's all about. I suppose it's a stand-up show, so it's not just me talking about my feelings for ninety minutes, because that'd be a rather dull TED talk. But it's it's you know it's a stand-up show, so it's focusing on like the toddler period, of my you know when my kids were toddlers. So between the ages of, I've I've sort of taken it from the ages of two to four. So it kind of ends when they start school because they're not toddlers anymore when they start school. So kind of like looking at all the sort of the transition from babies to toddlers and like the change in behaviours and the bigger role that you have to take as a parent because a baby you just put down, you know, and you leave the room and you come back, they're still there. You know, you go out for a few hours, you come back and they're just sitting there waiting for you. <laughs> Whereas tod- toddlers, you've kind of got to like teach them right from wrong and you've got to put them on the right path you know and that's quite a difficult thing because what is right and wrong i don't know no we're all just making it up as we go along <laughs> no no nobody's got a clue it's a minefield so it's it's exploring all of that but with jokes because that doesn't sound inherently yes. funny <laughs> there will be jokes we should we should clarify that it's lots of jokes full of jokes yeah. uh, so this is your you've got twins yeah twin boys and, uh, they were born 2015 for... to the four oh, okay. the four now they're going to be five next month and clearly not toddlers anymore but as you know when you write a show you've got to come up with the title of it like about a year ahead so I just thought Toddlergeddon's a good a good word isn't it it's a good word and I thought I could have a nice picture you know the poster could be me in this like post-apocalyptic future it sounds like it should be um, a disaster movie where a giant toddler is headed for the earth that'd be great And, and for the poster what I wanted was giant toddlers smashing buildings with me like on the floor looking up like a Godzilla movie, but when the designer was trying to make it, it just looked a bit creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want like to put was... people off the show with <laughs> no, the poster. Really. It looked very, very strange. So I just said, let's just let's rethink this a little bit. <laughs> You're a comedian. You uh, were blessed with twins, as I believe people say. <laughs> yeah. And then you started a blog. Yeah. How long into the parenting process did the, did the blog begin for you? I started it like the night before they were born, but I didn't put it online until about two weeks after they were born because I, I, I just thought, I'll start writing like what I'm going through. And I, I, it was more for my own benefit, really, because I didn't want to forget stuff because you, you go through all these weird emotional moments and like logistical challenges when, when your kids are born. And I just thought, this is kind of interesting. And I didn't know if it'd be funny, but I thought it's kind of, it might be funny one day, but I just didn't want to forget. 
And then when we got home from hospital, because your kids sleep so much, don't they, the first... Like, I found myself... If you're lucky, they are. Before. If you're lucky, yeah. Well, I was kind of went to sleep, woke up, Jane's fed, and then back to sleep again. So I, I was at home a lot. I was at home a lot more than I had been. So I just, like, whacked, whacked my laptop open, started writing down what I'd been up to that day, and then sticking it online. I was doing, like, a blog every day for the first, probably, month. And... Uh, yeah, I just started to notice, like, I get a couple of extra followers here and there on Facebook, and a couple of, like, then you find out there's all these other online publications that, like, will share your blog, and I think the Lad Bible shared it once, and I got, like, thousands of new followers overnight, so kind of quite early on, it all just became reasonably popular, which was very surprising. For, yeah. for anyone who doesn't know, this is, the blog is called The Learner Parent. The Learner Parent, and that's yeah. And you are the Learner Parent. I am the Learner Parent, yeah. That's kind of what I call myself online, not in Tesco or uh, <laughs> chat rooms. <laughs> or on any official documentation. No, no. Although, uh, for tax purposes, maybe. <laughs> uh, and what have you got? You've got like uh, hundreds of thousands of followers over the internet now for yeah, your it's blog. It's very strange. And then you toured, it, toured the show last year. You're back again this year talking about toddlers. Yeah. Does this mean there's going to be a show about every stage of their development? <laughs> I don't know. It could get a bit boring, couldn't it? <laughs> Just, oh, he's talking about his kids again. But the thing is, like, the audience that I've I've developed, like, that's what they want to hear about. So when I started writing the first show, I thought, it's not all going to be about my kids. Like, that'll be the spine of the show, but I'll, I'll write about other stuff. Because I thought, I can't talk about my kids for 90 minutes. And in the end, the first year was just, it was all new stuff about my kids, which was surprising, but it all fitted together. And with this next show, I thought, it's not all going to be about my kids. So there's a bit more about the relationship with my wife in this one and how that changes with kids and how mm. that evolves. You know, because when the kids are first born, you kind of, you, your relationship changes, but then it evolves over time when you find a little bit more time together after that. And I don't know. I don't know. Is every phase as distinctive as well, presumably. The, the people who started reading your blog when you had the kids were people who were around that stage of having kids as well. And now that you've got toddlers, it'll be people who have toddlers who are staying with you. So in theory, if that audience stays with you forever, yeah. you could be, be talking about when you were 80, gonna... you'd be like, what's it like having kids in their 50s yeah. to sell out crowds? When your kids have retired... We'll be talking about <laughs> when they move into the same care home as you. I'll do that show. Oh, I, <laughs> I mean, look to that. potentially I could do that, but it's like it's whether I can be bothered <laughs> talking about this forever. Because and at some point as well, I mean, and I've been very certainly twelve months. I've been a lot more careful about the stuff that I share online about my kids and pictures of them stuff because it's it's their life in it. I don't want to be just chasing those sweet likes. By you know, posting embarrassing pictures of them up, so I don't know. I need to bear that in mind. I think, but I, it's nice to have that audience, you know. And it's nice that people, their kids, are growing up at the same time as mine. So I don't know. We'll see. I suppose if people keep buying tickets, I'll keep churning out the shows. You know. All right, excellent. So that's right. We've all got to keep buying tickets to make Sam do the shows. Churning out the shows, yeah. <laughs> The Bum Radio Comedy Show with me, James Cook, talking to uh, Sam Avery there. His Toddlergeddon shows at the Old Rep next week on Wednesday and Thursday. You can check out his parenting blog at The Learner Parent. Uh, just Google that and, you, and you'll find it. Um, so that's uh, nearly all the time we have for this year. Uh, this year? This week? 
I'm, I'm, no, it's this week. It's, I mean, it feels like the year's nearly over, but no, for this week. <laughs> it has flown by. There's been loads going on. Uh, I'll be back next week. Um, fingers crossed we're going to be talking to Paul Sinha on the show. That'll be exciting. He's got a touring show coming to Mac. Um, he's had a very eventful year in um, good ways and not so good ways. So we'll be talking all about that with him. I'll also be reporting back on uh, how things went at Roughworks at the Glee Club on Sunday. This is the new material night. Uh, I'll be appearing, a bunch, a whole bunch of other acts. Hannah Sylvester, Craig Dealey, the Cheeky Blinders, Sealer AB. Uh, we'll all be uh, nervously pacing around in the green room beforehand with our scraps of paper. And then we'll go on stage and go, is this any good? To the audience. And uh, our mood will entirely depend on how they respond. It's pathetic, really, isn't it? But I'll be telling you about how that went on the show. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Brum Radio Comedy. Uh, you can also email us, BrumRadioComedy at gmail.com. You can listen again at the BrumRadio.com website. And uh, are you supposed to say website after .com? It just makes me sound like a crazy old man, doesn't it? The BrumRadio.com internet webpage. You can listen to it there. And also check out the podcast as well from wherever you get your podcasts from. But until next time, this has been the Brum Radio Comedy Show. This is me, James Cook, saying ta Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.